0: I just want to ask a question before we start. How many of you have said sorry and didn't mean it? (laughs) Yes, one person. (laughs) I reckon there's probably more. (laughs) Because what what I'm going to be talking about today is forgiveness, repentance, and this is one of those other things that we are actually called to do, is to forgive and repent. And I just remembered back, you know, when you were a kid and, you know, you do something to your sister or brother or whatever it might be and, you know, mum and dad growling at you. <laughs> you go and say sorry to your sister and you're like, Sorry. It had zero percent authenticity in it, you know, but what it did do is get, get you out of trouble, right? Yeah. You knew that if you said that, you'd somehow escape this, the wrath of mum and dad or the punishment that was due to you. And it's something that we sort of carry through life a lot of the time, isn't it? You know, it's like, oh, well, I can just make it all right by saying sorry, that's all I need to do. Actually, I do need my glasses, Jay. I could have them in the blue case thanks. That, you know, if I go through life, I can upset, hurt people and just say sorry and everything's actually okay. Um, Is that the way it should be? Or that, you know, I just have to forgive everyone, no matter what they've done, I just forgive. And, you know, it's funny how we think we're forgiving people, but, you know, (laughs) I don't know if you've ever experienced this at home, but... Every now and then I've been accused of losing everything and I'm like, in your head you're like, how can I possibly have lost everything because there's some stuff here, right? It's, it's not possible. But you think you're forgiving, you think, you know, you don't hold grudges in life but you know, as soon as you get the chance, when that other person has lost something, <laughs> somehow there's a chance to remind them, you lose everything, <laughs> But, but there's something inside of us that, that tends to hold on to grudges, to offences to us. And we think, you know, we're such forgiving people. And I know this, these are tiny little things. And, you know, it's just how we are sometimes as human beings. We're just petty. Um, but there's bigger stuff. And, and in actual fact, sometimes it's almost easier to just sort of forget about the bigger stuff. Not forget about it, but forgive it. To, because we're consciously thinking, am I forgiving? But obviously our forgiveness is sometimes incomplete. If we're we're going to people, back to people and reminding them of their sin against us, there's obviously something in our heart that hasn't been rectified, right? It's it's like there's something in our heart holding something against someone else. And when we look at God and, and his forgiveness to us, he said here, I will forgive your sins and I will not remember them. I won't remember him. And it's almost like the true extent of forgiveness, the God kind of forgiveness, gets to that point where it's like, we'll come to God and we'll go, yeah, you know, we've apologised, we've repented for a sin and it's been genuine. We've said sorry and he's forgiven us. Three weeks down the road, we bring that same sin before God and we say, God, you know, I'm really sorry for that. And he's like, I don't remember that. It's like somehow God has got this, this capacity when we come to him to forget that we've ever sinned. He has to do it somehow, like, and, and, and Christ has made that way for us. And I just wanted to talk about that this morning, because we rely wholly and solely on God forgiving us for our salvation. All right? we, we, we rely totally, 100% completely on the fact that Jesus Christ died for us and shed his blood so that we could be restored to the Father. We know there's no other way. There's no other way. And sometimes we just sort of take it for granted. We don't think about it. We don't really dwell on the call to repentance, which is actually what God is calling us to do for forgiveness. That we actually have to own up to the things that we've done wrong. We have to own up and recognize that to restore the relationship, we need to do something about it. We let little things build up in our life. We let little offences build up. We let grudges build up. And what can happen is that can actually stifle the Spirit of God moving in a place. I know that sometimes we'll draw away, we'll, we'll run away from, from churches, from people, from relationships because of either an intended hurt, an accidental hurt, and we will, we'll pull ourselves out of relationships. But first of all, what I wanted to talk about today was God's readiness to forgive. I want to talk about the contradictions almost that that we see in the Bible about forgiveness. I want to talk about the repentance required for us to actually have that relationship with God restored. And I want to talk about our right for vengeance, that we have to give that up. Let's have firstly a look at Psalm 65, verse 3, and Psalm 86, verse 5. I just wanted us to know this. First of all, that God stands ready to forgive you, all right? You might be in here this morning, maybe you're not a Christian, you've never accepted Jesus Christ, and you're like, how do I get to know God? How can I, how can I be his friend? How can I restore that relationship with him? It's through him, through Jesus, but this is what I want you to understand Though we are overwhelmed by our sins, you forgive them all. Psalm 65, verse 3. Psalm 86, verse 5. O Lord, you are so good, so ready to forgive, so full of unfailing love for all who ask for your help. The heart of God is so ready, He stands ready to forgive. This is an Old Testament reading. And in fact, if we think about the New Testament, he's already died for our sins. Jesus Christ came, man, God, met on earth. He came down from heaven and he became a man and lived amongst us. He lived the life that we live, unmarred by sin. He gave his life for us on the cross, the perfect sacrifice. And forgiveness now is ready. But what does it really mean? Is everybody forgiven? Is everyone really forgiven? Does that mean then that we don't need to, to actually do anything about it because Jesus died for all sins, so I don't even need to think about it anymore. It's just done. Forgiveness is there. Is that how it works? God's just forgiven me and that's it. Nothing else is required. And what is our role? What is our role in forgiveness? I'll put it to you that we we've been showed such graciousness by God, and as we read those psalms passages there, we see that God stands ready to forgive. Are you the same? Are you actually in this posture towards other people that I'm ready to forgive, that my heart's first motion is towards restoration of relationship? That was what God was like. Before the foundation of the world, he put into place his plan to send Jesus Christ to forgive us, to die for our sins so that we could be free. But is everyone free? They're not. I just want to look at something about the... uh, about forgiveness because for us do i need to forgive if i do need to forgive how do i need to forgive should i just forget about everything that everyone's done to me let's have a look at a couple of passages here that that you might ponder on so the first one matthew six fourteen to 15 if you forgive those who sin against you your heavenly father will forgive you But if you refuse to forgive others, your Father will not forgive your sins. That sounds pretty heavy, right? Jesus is talking here and he's saying you need to forgive. And and the question was asked, well, how many times do I need to forgive? It's 70 times 7. But when you read that, what does it say? It says, "For for God to forgive me, I need to forgive others. Does that sound pretty heavy? Let's go to our next verse in Luke. One day Jesus said to his disciples, there will always be temptations to sin, but what sorrow awaits the person who does the tempting? It would be better to be thrown into the sea with a millstone hung around your neck than to cause one of these little ones to fall into sin. So watch yourself. If another believer sins, rebuke that person, then if there is repentance, forgive. Even if that person wrongs you seven times a day and each time turns again and asks forgiveness, you must forgive. So here we go. We had our first verse. What was it? When you stand, forgive, and then God will forgive you. And now we read this verse. Actually, the only time you should forgive is if there's repentance. Does that sound a bit contradictory, or does that sound wrong, what I'm saying? It sort of looks like that to me. Let's go to our next verse. Colossians, since God chose you to be holy people he loves, you must clothe yourselves with tender-hearted mercy, kindness, kindness, Humility, gentleness, and patience. Make allowance for each other's faults and forgive anyone who offends you. Remember the Lord forgave you, so you must forgive others. What's that saying there? We've gone from you need to forgive others so God will forgive you to, under this new covenant, God forgave you. Now go and forgive others. It's a bit of a twist, isn't it, in your head? Are they all wrong or are they all right? Well, I think they're all right. So what, what, what can we really take from that? What, what, what is it that we really need to think about? How does repentance fit into this for forgiveness? How does me requiring to forgive others for God to forgive me somehow get translated to God forgave you, so forgive others? I think the big change is that now as Christians, those who have been born again, that have understood the cross and, and everything that it stands for, we are actually able to forgive. I honestly don't know if I would be able to forgive if I didn't have Jesus, not to the way that I should. I remember once talking to someone about forgiveness, not a Christian, and and they're in a workplace, and I said, oh, you need to just forgive them for what they've done, and they go, what the heck is that? What is forgiveness? We, we sort of understand it, but, but it was like there's this blockage in their head that how can I just let something go? How can I let an offence go? And, and when we read through that, again, it's like if someone has an offence against you, forgive them. So if someone has offended you, forgive them. If someone comes and asks you for forgiveness, forgive them. But in reality, God is saying, even before they do that, I want you to set the ground and be like me. Be ready to forgive. Already forgive them. Forgive them for what they've done. Because why? Because God has forgiven you. That if we actually think about the the deepness of God's forgiveness towards us, it should change our heart and our mind. If we understand where that came from, what it cost Christ, what it cost the Heavenly Father for our salvation... That forgiveness must be already beginning to brew in our heart. So what's the deal? Forgiveness does require repentance to God. But why? If God has already forgiven me, what is this repentance about? You see what happens really is that forgiveness is the door that has opened or can be open. God has said, "I've forgiven you already." But repentance is the key that unlocks that door and lets the relationship begin again. Think about that with people in your life. Who you hold a grudge against, who you hate, who you haven't forgiven. Is there any hope of relationship if you do not move first and forgive? There's not, is there? The door is shut to relational actions happening at all and it was the same with God it's like I loved you so much I sent Jesus his blood paid for your sin it has set you free but you never walk in that freedom until you grab hold of what repentance truly is and open the door so that relationship can start again there is no blockage from his side that every blockage that's there is from our side repentance that we need to have that. Let's look at a few verses about repentance. Hebrews, sorry, Acts 3, 19 and 20. Now repent of your sins and turn to God so that your sins may be wiped away. Then times of refreshment will come from the presence of the Lord and he will again send you Jesus, your appointed Messiah, Acts 20, 21. I've had one message for Jews and Greeks alike, the necessity of repenting from sins and turning to God and having faith in our Lord Jesus Christ. Repentance. I wonder if we truly understand what it means. I think that sometimes we, we think about who we are and why Jesus died, that, that somehow that, that act was just because we needed a little bit of work in our lives to make us better. That we're imperfect, that, that I'm not the perfect person. I think we realise that what, what Jesus died for, what it was about, was not this recognition that I need some fixing up. It is a recognition that I was a rebel. I was a rebel against God, against his purposes in my life. I'd taken God off the throne and I'd exalted myself to the place of honour. I'd actually dethroned God in my life and I needed to, to turn around. It wasn't just that I was imperfect or that, you know, not everything that I did was great and wonderful. What the reality is, is that I am a rebel, that I am someone who is so totally lost in myself, in my own self-interest, that I've taken God completely out of the picture in my life. And we need to repent to get back to him. What it is about is saying that I'm sorry. What it's about is saying I have been way off track. What it's about is turning ourselves around and starting again. Building life as it is from the ground floor, that that life would be so turned around that, that the person who truly has entered into Christ Jesus does not remain the same. That we are stripping ourselves and completely surrendering ourselves to the will of God in our lives now. that, That we're saying everything that I was before you, Christ Jesus, was not worth it. It was built on a foundation of sand that was shifting and moving and I need to get things right. The Christian life is not just about saying I'm sorry to God. It is about this true change of heart where, where I can look at my life before Jesus Christ and say every single thing that I had was a big fat lie. The way I lived, the way I talked, the way I thought needed rebuilding from the ground up. And so when we walk into Christ, the, the, the fruits of salvation should be there. As Jesus said, that, that your fruits should show that you are now a believer bear fruits, worthy of repentance, just say that you've repented, you say that you've changed, you say that you've given everything to God, then why are you still living as if you were without him? You see, when you actually really repent of something, you change, right? Now, I understand as Jesus was talking, he he said to the disciples, "I was saying, how, how often should I forgive someone? And he said, you know, Should it be seven times? And Jesus said, no, 70 times seven. If they come to you and repent, you forgive them every single time. Now that says to me that the first time probably wasn't a true repentance, right? (laughs) But we're not the judge. But it just goes to show how God is with us, that he's patient and kind, and, and we'll go through our Christian life, and there's times when we fall when we don't make the grade, so to speak, with God, we, we, we look at ourselves and we think, I'm such a failure, I'm such a misery, I've done it again. But God has allowed that same provision for us. In 1 John 1.9, he says that he is faithful and just to forgive us of all our sins. Every time we go and ask him, if you sin, come to me. I'm faithful, I'm just, I'll forgive you your sin. But I've sinned again. Come to me. I'm faithful and just. I'll forgive you your sin. He stands ready to forgive. His heart is not to keep you in darkness but to move you from that darkness to the light. That that your heart could be set free from those things. Where do you stand in that? Have you made this decision that I am going to build my life from the ground up in Jesus Christ? See, forgiveness requires these three things. Number one, repentance. Then I'm turning away, I'm turning around. And and as as we read about repentance, it, it just about always says, turn to God. You've been going this way. Turn to God. You've been going that way. Turn to God. Turn yourself around. Repentance. It requires believing. Why does it require believing? Because unless our sins are forgiven, unless we believe that God has forgiven our sins through Jesus Christ, the rest doesn't really matter. And it requires obedience his word that my life has changed. I am now being obedient to him. It requires that repentance to restore the relationship and free you to enter into that relationship. And forgiveness has dealt with three things. Or has these three aspects that that we need to think about when we're thinking about it when we sin when people sin against us what is it that we want we want justice right i want justice i want justice to be served there's nothing wrong with justice it's good but did you know that your desire for justice is not holy your desire for justice is not pure And your desire for justice is most likely not what God wants. Justice is getting what you deserve. For us, what did we deserve? We didn't deserve Jesus to come and die for us, I know that for sure. But then God showed mercy when he sent Jesus Christ. What's that? Mercy is not getting what you do deserve. God is merciful towards us. He says it time, time and time again that I am merciful, I am just, but I am also merciful. And for you, when you call upon my name, I'm going to say you're not going to get what you deserve, which is death. Separation from me forever. And then it goes even further than that. We actually get grace. What is that? It's getting what you don't deserve. You see, when God forgave us, it wasn't just so that we can live a miserable life as worms and serve him as slaves and, and and twist around in the dust for the rest of our lives, but he's saying, My justice should have been served, it was served on Jesus Christ. My mercy means that you're gonna get what you you don't you're not gonna get what you do deserve, but my grace is gonna lift you up to a higher place. A place where you're actually getting what you don't deserve. This is really important for you to understand as a Christian. And it's also important for you to understand as, as you walk through your life with people who have offended you, have hurt you, that you need to forgive. That maybe they won't get what they deserve. Maybe that your heart has been so transformed by Jesus Christ that you actually give them what they don't deserve. That you become a generous and kind person to the one who's hurt you, as, as the Bible says, that, that your heart has changed. you know, that guy at work, stuff him. He did this to me, I'm not going to talk to him. And when I get everyone else and shout everyone else a, a drink at smoko time, he's not getting one. <laughs> Is that the heart of God towards us? Should that be our heart? God says actually that we should love those, do good to those who hate us, that that persecute us, and that that by doing so we're heaping coals of shame upon the head. What it's saying is this, that that there's a point where God's kindness that, that brought us to repentance becomes the same kindness that flows through us that actually makes people repent towards us. We've forgiven, the door is open, but... The door is open even further when our kind acts to people that don't deserve it bring them to their knees. Just like when Peter was in that boat and Jesus came out, and then they weren't catching fish. He said, It's right the other side. He pulled it in. His first words were, Get away from me. I am a sinner. I don't deserve your goodness. And, and the Bible talks about how it is God's kindness, his goodness that leads us to repentance. It's when we finally get the, the opportunity to think about it, God, I don't know why you forgave me. I don't know why you sent Jesus. How good are you that our hearts actually grab hold of him? I love you, God. I can see what you did. I can't believe it that you've opened that door. My, my goodness, God. How can I but repent? I'm so sorry. I realise what I've done. I realise that I was a sinner. Justice, mercy and grace. How these lived out in your life. I just want to go through a few things that forgiveness can help with. Now, before we get there, I want to talk to you about how we deal with offences against us, guys. We're called to a different life, aren't we, as, as a Christian? And I'm not saying that every time someone hurts you, sometimes it's so bad that, honestly, you, you can't really have that restored relationship. We're human. And sometimes it's not even safe, Right? Because we're not really sure if someone is lying. Like I said, they might say, sorry, but are they? Have they really changed? We don't know that for sure. But as Christians, if someone has offended us, we read, I guess, in that first little passage there that um, you know that if they've, re- they've offended you, go and rebuke them. Now, I don't think that means go and give them a piece of your mind the unrenewed mind, (laughs) that'll make things better. I'll give them what for. I don't think that's what it is. It's like go to them and say, hey, what you did just really hurt me. What's the tendency for us to do? And we all do it. (laughs) I won't go to them, but I will go to that person, that person, that person, that person, that person, and I'll tell them how much that they've offended me. Let me justify why I'm hurt without giving opportunity for forgiveness with restoration of relationship. What what should we be doing as Christians? Because you know what? A lot of the times I've offended people, I didn't even know it, but I've hurt them. They've been part of your life, you don't see them anymore, and you're like, what happened there? You don't know. But how often, and, and I'll give you this challenge this week, do you go and tell someone else about how someone else has offended you? Without ever going to that person, without ever pointing out the sin, so to speak, and allowing for restoration. It's, it's, it's actually a bit... Icky, isn't it? <laughs> I hate it that I do that to you. Right? But our job as Christians is to make sure that we really value relationship, that we, that we understand the way that God forgave us. That And I love there's a passage that talks about, God says, come, let us reason together. Though your sins be as scarlet, they will be made as white as snow. That God's opportunity that he wants to take is come to me let's sort this out as Christians as brothers and sisters in Christ Jesus are we sorting it out are we making sure that we're not carrying a grudge or um an offense against someone else that we're we're carrying that around with us always that actually removes us from fellowship that removes us from being close to them being part of a community and being close to God It is so important that we sort things out that we don't allow things to fester in our life. In marriages, how often don't people speak about things that have hurt them? How often do they hold on to little grudges against their husband or wife and let it fester and grow and not sort it out? But we are called to two things. One is to forgive and the other is to repent, that we should be people that when people point out that we have hurt them, that our first reaction is not defensive. Our first reaction is not to put the blame on them, to put the blame on someone else, but to stand up and take responsibility and say, I'm sorry, I shouldn't have done that. I'm sorry. So just go through through a few little notes about the forgiveness and repentance, what we are called to. Firstly, as I said before, forgiveness is the door to renewed relationship. The door can be open though and without repentance you can't enter in. We are asked to forgive as God forgave us. We are to forgive anyone who offends us and not hold a grudge. As I said before, that's a true test if you've forgiven that person or not. You might say you've forgiven them, but every time you just want to get them back. Repentance can't be judged by us. That's a hard one, isn't it? You know, as I said before, that, that people might say, sorry, how are we to judge that? Can we see into a man's heart? Can we truly see? I guess the true test of that is Has there been a change? How often do we hear about those sorts of things in abusive relationships? They said they'll change and they don't change. They obviously haven't repented. So for us, if we're saying, yeah, I've repented of that sin, what does that mean for us? That we should start to see those fruits developing in our life that that show that we have actually turned away from that behaviour. Forgiveness takes away our right for vengeance. Why? Why? because we would do it really really badly just look at a couple of verses for that james 1 verse 20 human anger does not produce the righteousness that god desires and then romans twelve nineteen to 21 dear friends never take revenge leave that to the righteous anger of god for the scriptures say i will take revenge i will pay them back says the lord instead if your enemies are hungry feed them if they're thirsty give them something to drink In doing this, you will heap burning coals of shame on their heads. Don't let evil conquer you, but conquer evil by doing good. There's only one person who knows how to take revenge. (laughs) And, And he's chosen not to so many times, hasn't he? But my revenge, my payback, my justice is not the justice of God. We are not to judge that way. It is God's job. If there is anything that needs to be done, leave it to him. But don't do it in this hope. I'm not going to pay him back. God will get you. (laughs) God's going to get you for what you did to me. No. God's saying, leave it up to me. Your job is this, to love that person. Your job is to do good to that person. Your job is to feed that enemy. Your job is to give that enemy a drink. Just leave the rest to me. Don't you take revenge. And forgiveness gives that right up. I will not take revenge. Repentance is needed to make our prayers powerful. When we don't repent of our sins, God shuts his ears. It even says that about uh, the prayers of men. If they're cruel and unkind to their wife, that God shuts his ears to their prayers. That's pretty bad. We also need to give opportunity for those who have wronged us to know that they have hurt us. To hear what we are saying on how they have hurt us. Yeah? They're just some of the things that I want you to ponder on this week about forgiveness, repentance. I guess it's a pretty basic message today, isn't it? Sometimes the simple things are hard to hear, right? Because I know for sure that many of us, something in our heart is holding a grudge an offence against someone. God is calling us to forgive. I know this morning that some people are sitting here and they know they've hurt someone else. They've never admitted it. You can't have relationship restored without that repentance. Me and Joe were reading through a book, and um, it was on about bringing your adult children back to Christ and and how you do that. And one of the things that they said is you need to admit to your children when you know that you have done them wrong and say sorry. Not because you knew better, because you probably didn't at the time, you just acted in a way that you thought was the right way, but there's times when you've done stuff, and I'm not talking about every little thing, we're all so bad. (laughs) But there's times when you have to just go to your kid, as they're an adult even, and just say, look, this happened, I'm so sorry, I did the wrong thing. There are times when you might need to do that. There's an unspoken offence in a marriage where, where you know that there's something there. And even an admittance of wrong, but not a repentance of wrongdoing. And I wonder if that's us sometimes as well. You know, we, we know we were wrong, we did the wrong thing, but by golly, I'm not saying sorry. We even admit, oh yeah, I did that to you. But have you actually gone to that person and said, your wife or your husband, and said, I'm really sorry for what I've done? That was wrong of me. (laughs) Can you see how it just suddenly would open the floodgates in relationship? Forgiveness, repentance, they go hand in hand. And God has already forgiven us, but the relationship will never be restored unless we repent unless we realise we are rebels in need of a loving God. Hmm. That's enough for today. It's actually a fair bit to digest, I think. But before we go into our next set of singing, I just want to spend a little bit of time Uh, of quietness Um, perhaps we could all just bow our heads please and close our eyes because i feel like this is so important for us to get our lives right with god and to get our lives right with other people right now i just want you to just sort of think about the things that maybe you've done the actions that you're taking at the moment that you know are not godly is there unforgiveness in your heart towards someone Take a little bit of time right now, and firstly, examine yourself. God, is there something inside of me that needs fixing? Is there something that I'm rebelling against you that I'm refusing to to come to you with? What's that in your life right now? What is it that you're holding there that you that you're not giving up to Him? We haven't fully surrendered. Secondly, is there someone you haven't forgiven that you know that you need to forgive? I'm not saying you should jump onto a good relationship with them straight away because repentance is needed and understanding. But on your side, you've done everything to forgive. If there's someone like that in your life, I just want you to just forgive them now. How do you do that? Say, Father, I forgive them in Jesus' name. Father God, I just thank you that you are a good God. Lord, you forgave us so we can forgive others. I thank you, Lord, that, Father, you have made the first move in our relationship. And I just pray that, Father, we would be the same as people who follow you, that we would be like a heavenly Father and forgive those who have wronged us. And, Lord God, that we would live holy and wonderful lives towards you. I just want to pray, Father God, for any relationships that have been broken that can be restored right now within this fellowship. Father, I just pray in Jesus' name for that true heart of repentance and forgiveness to be amongst us, Lord. That we wouldn't be a people that complain and whinge and criticise, but Lord God, we would be a people that love the relationship that we have. Tenderly care for it and water it. In Jesus' name, amen. Okay, now be that this morning you're sitting there and you actually don't know Jesus at all. You've, you've come to church and you've been like, I don't know, can God forgive me? I just want you to know right now he can. And he has. He stands ready for you to just make that move towards him. And you can't do it by yourself. It has to be a work of the Holy Spirit in your life because... The badness that's in you will refuse to come to God, but the Holy Spirit is here to help you right now to make that step towards Him. If that's you, this swine, I'm just going to pray, and you can just pray with me and ask God into your life, and let Him take it from there. If that's you, just pray with me now, Father God. I'm so sorry that I've sinned against you, that I haven't given myself to You, and I've made myself God. Forgive me this morning. Forgive me of my sins. Set me free so that I can live for you from this day on. I thank you that Jesus died on the cross for me. I thank you, Lord, that he rose again. And I just want to enter into that life today. In Jesus' name, amen. If that's you who prayed that prayer, you make sure you talk to someone this morning friend you came with, the family you're with or if you have, come by yourself just come and see me, I'll be up the front for a little while at the end and maybe there is really something really in your heart that you just cannot forgive and you just want someone to pray with you, I will be here at the front the elders can come and pray people in the prayer team and just pray that you'll be able to release that this morning because you need the Holy Spirit to help you to do that So if that's you this morning, the front's open to do that. If you need prayer for anything, if you're sick, if you're discouraged, if you've got a big move ahead and you just want the direction from God, just come up the front. We'll pray for anything and everything up here.